How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, listen, am I si- for a second, I thought that was your bed. I was like, you've got a plant. It is my bed, love. You've got, why is that plant near so near? Well, you've got to keep working, you know. <laughs> Webcam, webcam. The plant's just for aesthetics is what she's saying. (laughs) Welcome to Women Talking Bollocks, a podcast where you'll hear, well, three women talking utterly bollocks. What you won't hear is anyone nattering on about fashion, makeup, diets, or those blinking Kardashians. I'm not even sure I know who they are, if I'm honest. But what you will hear is some uplifting, irreverent chat with myself, Jen Brister, and my two very dear friends, comedians and women, the very wonderful, if slightly eccentric, Maureen Younger, and the dashing Kai. Charisma bomb that is Alison June Smith. Okay, before we start, can we just say a big thank you to Jenny? Hi, Jenny. Thank you so much for being our latest Patreon. Ladies and one gentleman that listened to this podcast, we are very um, delighted to announce that we have the wonderful Barbara Nice on the podcast as our guest. All of us, all three of us, are in love with Barbara Nice. We have been to many of her Edinburgh shows. We love to see her on the stage. I will never, ever, ever tire of watching you crowd surf. Um, we are delighted to have you as a guest. Barbara, I know that you're very busy because you've got a family, you've got cleaning to do, plus you're an entertainer who has actually also been seen on Britain's Got Talent, which is absolutely wild. Barbara Nice, welcome. Yay! Aya, thank you. It was a lovely speech you made, Jen. I felt for a moment I thought I was dead. You know, when you listen to your own obituary, I thought, this was what it feels like to be dead. What I did is I wrote half your obit. That's it. Yeah, that's oh, right. God. It's very nice to see you girls. How are you all doing? And, I, and who's that lad? It was also called Moen, your fan, David. Dave. Hi, Dave. He's our fan. He's not my fan. He's our fan. Oh, Lovely lad. Anyway, David, smash him. So, how long have you been doing this podcast then for then, kids? Well, we've started it in August last year. And uh, so we're, you know, how many months after that? And listen, we have developed a very boutique-sized audience. But they are very right. into it. Okay, so yeah. you've got Dave. We've got Dave. Yeah. We can actually name probably most of them. We can probably. <laughs> Bren. Um, Bren. Kate. Kate Bren, um, Emily. Um, Emily. Um, Hi, yes. Emma. Yeah. I am Emma. Okay, so let's not go through. <laughs> you know um, I actually think that this is possibly quite a negative. It's not. It's modern. We're keeping it local. We don't want big dinosaur buildings. That's why why John Lewis is going down. Too big. Keep it small, like a small little cake shop. Well, this is it. This is it. We've created something boutique. We've created something that is, you know, we've kept it small. And we like it that way. Anyway, look, let's not dwell on that. Barbara, <laughs> uh, what have you been, how has lockdown been for you? Let's talk to talk about it. Because I know you're a very busy woman. How's Ken? He's all right. I mean, for Ken, it's been, he's been very, very steady type of person. As long as he's got a, you know, uh, a crossword to do, he's fine. So he's been all right. Has he been in the garden? Done a bit, but it's mostly me. I've whitewashed everything. 
there's a lot of um, gardening going on, in, well, all the time, really. But that, this time last year, it was lovely. And everybody took the opportunity, you know, to paint the fences. Every dog in our street had got a different coloured tail. I'm telling you, that's how much painting <laughs> was going on. It takes a while to get that one, but it's worth it. That's great. It is a great gag, Alison, because it's a joyful gag. It's a brilliant pigging gag because you suddenly, it's a visual gag. She, was she talking about anything? Because all oh, the dogs are wagging. I tell you what, the dogs have been very waggy because of people being at home. And I know I'm not the first person to predict this, but bloody hell, there's going to be a lot of posh dogs on the street. Do I think? Do I think? I piggy know it. I saw a fella walking in the park, all dressed up to the nines, you know, wearing kind of clothes that you didn't think much of, so you thought, well, he's paid a lot for that. You know, he looked... looked not a mess, but not very interesting. But to him, you could tell you, oh, this is worth a lot of money where I'm wearing. Then he got this little dog on a lead, and nice looking little thing, but completely gaga. I hope I'm not insulting anybody. Has anybody else bought a dog over lockdown? <coughs> Alison, you have, haven't it's you? Okay, it's okay. But you're, you know what you're doing. It was pre lockdown, wasn't it? You've got to be very careful. You start insulting people, and they go, Excuse me, I paid seven and a half thousand pounds. <laughs> Angry. You yeah. didn't pay that much, Alison. Promise me you didn't. Pop. Oh dear God, no! I promise All I right, didn't. Absolutely good. not. But he is a cute little dog. He is one. And of you those. know what you're doing? You didn't buy him just as a lamb bag, did you? A handbag on a lead. I did research, is the thing, because I know I've got a small space. I want to be the right puppy mom. So okay, so I just need to acknowledge. I'm going to signpost people to look at your Instagram page, Alison. Oh my God! Where yeah. there is a particular picture <laughs> of your dog in what can only be described as a baby uh holder it's a rucksack it's a backpack for a little dog if they get tired you can then you can take them on longer walks and their little heads can go out but i like to wear it the front ways so he can see why don't you just walk him well because if we want to go for a long 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 walk he's just got little legs he gets tired yeah but that isn't that what dogs do go walks well mind you i don't know if you've seen the size of this dog maureen i don't think it can go that far I know you're not going to chuck that dog out, are you? But I do think some people are, Alice. They do. They do. Because one time up north in uh, Canada, where I live, they had a lot of oil at one point, And a lot of people had a lot of money, a lot of money. And so they bought big houses and trucks and fancy little dogs. And then the oil left and everyone abandoned everything. And my friend still lived there. And one day he was like, seriously, I was attacked by a herd of dogs. But it was like Bichon Fritzus and like Pomeranians and like little Chihuahua. It was a herd of like purebred dogs. <laughs> coming at me I was like that's the funniest that's thing. what you want when you want to see a rabid dog you want it to be a little Pomeranian because then you can just you know outrun it I predict that's going to be happening in Otley pretty soon well Barbara <laughs> I love that you've got your finger on the pulse of what's happening in your area I mean listen Brighton's already inundated with dogs I'm expecting uh what's that horror movie um Alison that begins Co Koji Kujo Cujo. Cujo, yeah. Cujo. That, I mean, literally. Big dog, they're stuck in the car and they couldn't get out. Yep. Yep, we're days away. Well, Barbara, it's so lovely to have you on uh, WTB. I, I don't know if you are aware of our acronym. It's Women Talking Bollocks, so anything goes. We can just, just have a little free flow. We like to start the show just by finding out what everyone's been doing in the week. What have you been up to? Gardening. I have absolutely been gardening and uh, I'm still... If you, yeah, I, I can't believe it, girls, and I'm sure nobody else can. We've had all this year to tip stuff out. There's still drawers untipped. <laughs> and time's, you know, it's like time's running away from us now, love, isn't it? <laughs> Do you mean literally or metaphorically? Or? Well, both, love. I've had AstraZeneca. But what I mean is, love, we've just got to, you know, we thought we got all the time in the world. <laughs> <laughs> time enough to tip I've still got things to tip out so I've been trying to tip out and garden them I've got about four loads of to go to the tip and I keep saying to myself I'm going to go and I haven't been because I can't face it I just cannot face there's always a queue now well, there's a queue everywhere there's a queue everywhere now I don't know whether you've been out there was a queue to get into Greg's I thought it's awful I, I don't want an iced finger that much well I, and actually to be fair we did queue because they were doing two for one yum yums I don't know if you heard about right. this deal That's what are right. yum yums I'm sorry what are yum yums sorry what you better tell us she doesn't know what a yum yum is you don't know what a yum yum is I know Greg's I don't know what a yum yum is a yum yum is a donut finger a donut hole a little tiny, the small part? No, there's no holes. I'm obsessed with holes, Alison, but there's no hole in this. There's no butter holes in this. It's literally like a, a swirly kind of donut finger and it's caked in sugar. 
icing sugar. Not icing sugar, just sugar, isn't it? I've not had a bloody yum-yum. Don't drag me in with your yum-yum talk. I'm with Alison. I don't know picking <laughs> yum-yum. For the love of God, what? Uh, am I living on a parallel universe that not one of you, have, not even Leanne, you've never had a yum-yum? Leanne from Leeds has never had a yum-yum. <laughs> There's a cultural heritage. I didn't realise that was going to be contentious. Are they from Greg's? Is Yum Yum's a Greg's product? No, you could you get them oh, in, okay. ba- in Baker's? This, it's basically a donut finger. Well, this is a shout out to anyone who makes Yum Yums. We would all love to try some. Well, Greg's make them, Alison. Greg's make them. This is a shout out to Greg's then. Is this the kind of thing you guys think higher with the kind of things you want to shout out? Fish fingers and yum yums. I know people have had trainers. You could get trainers. Get higher with what you're picking, Mom. Ryan Gosling? I, I like the way Maureen's gone straight to Ryan Gosling. You can have Ryan Gosling for an hour. I'd be happy with that. He's sponsoring the podcast. No. Listen, the reason why we're talking about things like fish fingers and yum yums, Barbara, is because that is the level that we're at. We don't get out much. We're not doing much. There's nothing happening in our lives. So what we do is we're talking about what we've done in the week. I, myself, queued outside Greg's yesterday. Maureen's taking on the Housing Association. I'm taking on the Housing Association. Don't get me started on that. Um, but I'm in, in between taking on a uh, Housing Association, I did a really excellent voice class yesterday about do, a class for doing voiceovers. It was really, really good. Organised by Bex, which is part of Equity. Uh, so it's very good value money. Bex, the beer people. Very good, Maureen. <laughs> That's what you want to be starting to do. Talking to beer people. <laughs> You'd be pleased to know I was told that I have a much younger voice than I am. So there you go. Well, Maureen, that's you. When you get cast in your next radio play, you could play someone who was 38. <laughs> that's right. Much younger. And Alison, can people see your hair, Alison? I love it. Thanks. Thanks so much. It's always so shiny, isn't it? It's got a gloss, hasn't it, your hair, Well, Alison? I do. I put a gloss on it, ladies. I, you know, once every couple months, I do my, I dye my own hair. I have for years, guys. And I will continue. Yeah. Well, you should, because you're doing great. And what do you gloss it with? It's just a... It's just semi-permanent. She doesn't want to tell us in case we start looking as good as her. I had a friend like this. Always look good. You look good, Vera. What are you using? Never wanted to pass any top tips for anybody else looking good. Tell us, what picking gloss are you using on that hair? Is it? Is it? It's top secret. Well, it looks a bit dodgy, is it? Is it organic? Are you trying to say it's an organic thing? Oh, my God. Is it some sort of protein shake from your boyfriend? Jen! What's happening? <laughs> She, well, she has got, I'm, I'm with Jen. They're always making protein ah. shakes. They've got one of those flipping things, haven't they? Where did your mind go? Oh, I thought it was a euphemism. I have an empty protein shake right beside me, actually. That's so funny, Jen. You don't have to tell us what the gloss is because you're looking a bit shifty, if I don't mind. <laughs> I know, I'm like, don't ask. I got it off the back of a truck. I can't tell. Uh, but it works, guys. It works. Hey, Barbara, Jen's, Jen's not been drinking this week, have you? That's wonderful. But does she usually do a lot of drinking? I mean, what's yes. been- Oh, <laughs> I mean, I don't do a lot of drinking. I I do like to have a drink, and uh, I'm just. I told Maureen this. I said I, I'm not having a drink at the moment. Strict his confidence, said Barbara. Barbara, Jen's not been drinking this week. <laughs> Maureen latched onto it. <laughs> hey, listen, it's a positive thing. I do like to have a glass of wine of an evening, Barbara. I'm not going to lie to you, um, but uh, the last uh, ten days I haven't had a drink, and I'll be honest with you, I've been sleeping a lot better. I can honestly, it, there's a turnaround for the books. If those of you that are having a bit of trouble sleeping, look, I mean, we've really got to amp this podcast up. We've done yum yums, fish fingers, and now we're talking about my sleeping habits. Let's <laughs> zip it along. Barbara, what we're going to do is we're going to move on to our next part of the show. Listen, what we like to have is a Beam or Maureen moment. And now it's a, this is the time. We're going to head over to Maureen Younger to, for her Beam or Maureen. Look, I'm going to close my internet. Don't close my internet, Maureen. <laughs> I meant my email. Maureen switches it off at the wall. I haven't put any makeup on. Oh, for fuck's sake, Maureen, it's a podcast. Get a grip. We might have to push your boundaries out a bit, okay? <laughs> this is not here, but actually the Be More Maureen moment when I did Barbara's Got a Wonderful Podcast that you do. What's it called again, Barbara? It's just called Barbara Nice and Friends, I think. I can't fucking remember. HRT, rescue me. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to work on your marketing, Barbara. 
Um, but I remember halfway through Barbara's podcast, I said, oh, how's your podcast going? And she went, what, the one that you're doing right now? And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's right, because it just started, didn't it? <laughs> Absolutely brilliant that you were invited on a podcast and you asked her how it was going. Well, you're on it. Yeah, I so... I was on it. Oh, well, this one was brilliant this week. I had something different, but I, I managed to do something even better in between. I, uh, as, as you know, streaming, I always stream with Chazia at three o'clock on a Wednesday. Sent, sent her a message she went I'm on a bus I went what do you mean you're on a bus we always do this three o'clock Wednesday can you just get home now because you know we always do this you know we, we have this planned went on uh, went on Twitch and then everybody asked me why I was streaming on a Tuesday <laughs> wow there we are Maureen absolutely we've all streamed on a Tuesday <laughs> and I was like is it Tuesday and I was like I wasn't sure I thought they were wrong it was a Tuesday to be fair, Maureen, I'm going to cut you some slack here because normally I'm fine myself with my head in my hands, rocking backwards and forwards in dismay and disdain. Uh, and, and this time I'm going to go, yeah, it could be Tuesday. It could be Thursday. It could be Monday. It could be Sunday because every freaking day is the bloody same. I literally, it's Groundhog Day in our house. I, when, 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 when people go, oh, it's the weekend, I'm like, so? What, is it, what does the weekend actually mean? It's exactly the same thing that I was doing yesterday, except maybe the, the telly's different. Well, I was impressed with that. I managed to convince Shazia she got the day wrong. Do you know what? You would have convinced me because I have literally no idea what's going on. If you'd have said to me with enough venom and force, Brista, for God's sake, I would have gone, oh, Maureen, I'll quickly drive back. Yeah. I'll risk my life in the car to stream on Twitch. <laughs> Aren't they lovely phrases to stream on Twitch? We never thought we'd say anything like that, did we? Life's wonderful because there's presence constantly. Lovely. I know. All we're doing now is we're Zooming, we're Twitching, we're Instagram living, we're TikToking. I mean, it's all gone. I mean, I don't even know what the bloody hell's going. If you'd have said to me that there'd be TikTok, Zoom and Twitch, I'd been like, yeah, all right, mate, calm, calm yourself. And now we use these words as if they're normal. We all embrace it. Do you think we'll still stream TikTok? We can switch whatever we're talking about now that we're coming out. Yeah, I think people will. Yeah, I mean, I can't see us meeting oh, up no, to do this podcast now. We figured out we don't have to. Exactly. We've got to be realistic. Like. <laughs> Alison's in Manchester. Uh, Maureen's in London. I'm in Brighton. And I'm halfway between Stockport and uh, Kings Heath, Birmingham, constantly moving around. So, <laughs> depending where you're playing. <laughs> Exactly, you know what I mean? I'm constantly on the go. I'm twinned. I'm constantly twinning. <laughs> so you're very, very lucky. <laughs> but this is never going to happen live, is it? This is this is good, really, because this would never happen otherwise. Yeah, uh, and I'm okay with it. And I think there's a little bit of me that is thinking, I don't know if I can handle getting back out there. I know we've talked about this before in this podcast, but I don't know if I'm prepared to get out of my elasticated waisted trousers. I am so into these. I just, I, like, I, I, the second I get in the house, if I go out, I will take them off because I, I appreciate that not everybody wants to figure out what stains are they are. But I just look, look at them. I'm wearing them up right now. Look, there's a drawstring, but there's elastic. Drawstring's not necessary. Absolute dream. Absolute bloody dream these trousers are. Maureen, you can relate, can't you? Yeah, no, actually, the, the only time I go into a sports shop, I went to a, like a sports retailer recently with, to see if I can get some elasticated trousers. Not to buy anything, not not to buy any sporting equipment, obviously. No, of course not. For heaven's sake, why would you buy sporting equipment and trainers when you can do all of your sports activities in flip flops? Um, so, <laughs> well, Maureen, thank you very much for your beam on Maureen. Actually, for again, I think this might be the second time in it. I can actually relate to what you're saying, and I feel that we're going to cut you some slack, Maureen. And even though that is a ridiculous thing to do, it is less ridiculous than almost every other thing that you've ever said to us. So, congratulations. Wait till next week's one. Oh, dear God. So I think it's time to head over to... Um, now, Barbara, I'd love you to get involved in this. What is it, love? It's a point of the show where we like to go over to Alison June Smith, who is our resident agony art. And we like to ask her, ask Alice, ask Alison, ask Al... Whew. We should have a jingle, shouldn't we? Let's do that. <laughs> go to the gym. Get it together, pay your taxes and stop eating chips. Take my advice. Take my advice, cause I ain't using it. No, no. No, no. Take my advice, I ain't using it. Our problem this week, which I thought... I'm sure everyone can really relate to. Our problem this week is, how do you maintain a long, healthy relationship? 
Oh, Barbara, you've got to be the person to ask about this because how long have you been with Ken for? Very, very long time. <laughs> how, do, how do you maintain a long, healthy relationship? Yeah, how? There's a couple of words that don't go together in that phrase. <laughs> this is the trouble. You, you get people winding around them up. They think, I'm, there is such a phrase as a long, healthy relationship. Why aren't I having it? That's because that phrase should never really happen. <laughs> Alice is taking people down the wrong path. It's not true love. A long relationship, yeah, you can have that. And you can have a healthy relationship, but you cannot have a long, healthy relationship. Just can't. <laughs> oh, come on, Barbara. Surely that, don't say that. Can you have a relationship that goes through healthy periods? Yes, all right then. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. You don't sound convinced. Well, I just like being realistic. <laughs> okay, so Barbara, you have been. This is. I mean, it's usually this is my job is to be the voice of oh, doom. to bring. But today, down, to yeah. bring people down, as you well know, that's something I do very well. Um, this time, Barbara, you have taken on that mantle. I cannot believe it because you're always so optimistic, upbeat, and fun times. And on this one occasion, we've turned to you for your wisdom and for your optimism. And unfortunately, you haven't been able to deliver. So we're going to have to go back to Alison June Smith, who is always the optimist in the group. Alison, what have you got? Anything, anything to offer? Come on. Uh, what I want to say first off is, Barbara... I agree with you because I think one of the big keys in a relationship is being realistic, right? Let's be fucking realistic about things, <laughs> right? Like things are not always great. Let's be realistic. And that is actually one of the big points in having a healthy, if you will, I'll use in quotations relationship from time to time, uh, communication. That's of course going to be a big one, right? Um, you know, be honest about things. If you're going to fight, I mean... I'm one of these. I say, get it out. The sooner you can address things, I'm a, I'm a, don't, don't wait another day. Get it out there. I'm one of those people. Uh, I, I think that. I think be honest, listen actively, um, and never sneer or mock someone when they're saying something. So basically, what I'm saying is, don't ever talk to your partner like you would talk to a sibling. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say to you. If you have a sibling, just however you talk to them, never talk to your partner that way. And I think you're doing great communication. I feel sorry for your piggy siblings. <laughs> That's good though, right? Like, because it's the people you love the most, they get the worst of you. So however you talk directly to that sibling, no, 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 no. Yeah, don't uh, don't talk to your partner that way. So you, I think this is good what you're saying in a way though, Alison, because you're saying the more you love somebody, the worse you are to them. <laughs> I'm saying there's a tendency that you will be, if you're honest in a relationship, there's no hiding all of you. So, uh, uh, you know, you're, they're going to see the good and the bad. Yeah. I say what the tricky thing is with a long-term relationship, okay, is um, when you are when you first start seeing somebody, it's super, super exciting, isn't it? And you're like, oh, I can think about some sexy times with this person. Blah, blah, blah. Where can we do it and how can we do it and blah, blah, blah. And then you get to a point where you're like, just the sexy times are happening a lot less and uh, you are slightly annoying. And the sexy times are not happening as much and uh, I'm annoying you. And the sexy times have stopped and I cannot bear the sight of your face. <laughs> but I think the tricky thing is, is that what we have with the relationships is that we are being told that that one person is our everything. And I think if we realise that our partner has to fulfill one role in our life. And that's why we have friends and we have colleagues and we have family and we have other partners. I mean, I don't mean sexual partners, but relationship, whatever it might be, they will fulfill those roles. And then your partner partner can fulfill what, whatever it is he or she can do. And it can't be everything, can it? Absolutely not. And in a way, while you've been talking, I've been thinking about Moulin Rouge. And you know, you know that lovely, I mean, they're in that elephant and it's so romantic in the name of love and all that. Absolutely lovely. In a way, it was good she died quick. You know what I mean? <laughs> because they were just in the throes of it. Yeah. Yes. They were at the best bit. End it on a high. It was a very nice film. It was, a, it was, it was sad though, wasn't it? That she died. But ultimately, sorry, spoiler. Oh yeah, if you've not seen it, sorry. Yeah, yeah sorry, that uh, was a bit of a spoiler, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a bit. Well, we told you now, but the songs are what make it. <laughs> But I, I listen, I know what you mean. Sometimes we watch these movies where 
at the end, they're, they're all in love, aren't they? And then at the end, one of them dies. And we're supposed to think it's sad. But actually, hey, you left it smashed on a high point. It. Smashed it. <laughs> you smashed it. Actually, you smashed this relationship. Yeah. Well yeah. done. It's not going to get any better. It was only going to go downhill. At some point, Juliet would have resented Romeo being out with his mates all the time and the way he left his toenail clippings in the bath. She'd have told him to F off because after all, she was about 11 or something. They were too young, you 14, know. 14, I think she was 14. Oh, Maureen's very, she's very up with RSC and the classics. Anyway, that's what we think. It's like a natural... Flow. It's like a boom bust cycle. It's like with oil. Yeah, exactly. With oil, and then you end up with loads of dogs. That's right. And then the dogs are left, and then <laughs> attacking you. Oh my God. We've really come to the conclusion of what's going to happen at the end of the relationship. We're all going to be eaten by dogs. Do what I do and just be single for your life, and then you don't have that problem. That's also an option. Absolutely, Maureen. Yeah, That's also an it option. It is an option. A lot less hassle. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, that is very true. Maureen, we'll definitely put that in the mix of uh, if you want if you want to know the, the key to a long-term relationship, don't have one. That is also in the mix, definitely. But to leave it on a slightly more positive note, no offence, Maureen, for people who are already in relationships and it's quite tricky to just suddenly go, I want to be single, because that's not always an option, even though they might constantly fantasise about that on a daily, hourly, weekly, monthly, yearly basis. Listen, the thing is, is that sometimes you get to a point with your partner I'm not talking about my partner. I'm just talking generally. Where no, none of us are talking about our own relationships. No, we're not, none of us are referring at all to our own uh, Absolutely not. We're talking in a very general sense. Where you get with each other, you're like, this could easily not happen anymore. And then you come around the other end and you're back in love. Before you know it, you're like, oh, this is why I love you. And this is why we're together. And this is why we are going to stay together. It is the rough times that help you to discover what the relationship is actually built on. Without any rough times, you have no idea how you're going to function as two people in a team. How about that? Exactly. Well? Exactly. How are you going to enjoy slippy sliding on the smooth times if you're not stubbing your toe on the rough times? Am I yeah. right? If you really hate them, you'll really love them later. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and as Maureen said, you can always be single. Less asshole. I, I mean, I don't think that that's a bad thing. I mean, as I've said before, um, you know, if, you, if I ever get down about being single, I will stay with friends in long-term relationships because it doesn't half cheer me up. Okay, good. Now, <laughs> visit Jen. Yeah, great. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> That really, really cut to my heart, to my soul there, Moy. <laughs> okay, well, thank you, Alison. Um, we delved into something, we picked a scab and a lot of pus popped out. Who knew that would happen? But nevertheless, I feel like a lot of people will have listened to that and gone, that didn't help. <laughs> Pick it up, Brister. What is the show called? Oh, yeah, I've got it. We've been talking bollocks, yeah. Okay. Is everyone happy with that? <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What have we all been watching on television? <gasps> da, 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 da. Maureen. Line of Duty was bloody brilliant this week. Absolutely. I don't know if you watch it, Barbara. It was absolutely fabulous. Come on, Jen, you must be with me on this. It was a brilliant episode. I did. I really enjoyed it. I'm not going to watch it this time. It goes on and on. You can't get anything else done. I'm not getting involved in it. <laughs> the episode was fantastic, honestly. And I just thought it just said something about how great a series it is that almost everything trending on Twitter after it was finished had to do with Line of Duty. It was brilliant. What did you think, Jen? I, I did. I very much enjoyed it. It was a very exciting episode. I do now spend a lot of the time with Chloe. We do spot the exposition. We love it when um, particularly Kate, she's exposition central. Does that mean that if this happens and that happens and this will happen? You mean the guns that were found in the warehouse are guns that were made into blah, 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 blah. Once someone points it out to you, you cannot not hear it every single time. Particularly her character has been left to explain everything. Oh, what do you mean, Gov? You mean that the person that got drowned in the river that was blah, 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 happened to be the thing? Okay, Gov, I'll look into it. I mean, But come you on. need that exposition because it's so complicated. You forget things, don't you? I have sometimes have to go on Twitter to remember who's who, like the guy that did you know what? I forgot who he was. I had to check with Twitter to find out. I know, but every now and again, I just want the other character to go, yeah, I just said that. Why are you saying it again? <laughs> We just agreed that. Why do you keep explaining it? We've just talked about that. Anyway, anyone that's not sure about this series or hasn't yet dipped their toe in and is waiting to binge it, I would say don't binge it because Maureen and I are particularly enjoying watching it every week. It just gives it that extra bit of something that you get an extra 10% looking forward to watching it. Barbara, why aren't you watching it this time? I've told you that I'm not watching it because you get involved with it and you can't do anything else and you think, oh, everybody's... But that means uh, it's good. Well, it's sort of good, but also when I was hearing Jen talk about all that and the way, does that mean that this is... Oh, God, fed up with it. I think they think we're a bit daft and they have to keep picking, telling us again and again what's been going on. We are not daft, Maureen. You might be, but I'm begging not. Honestly, I need, I, I always forget things. I'm always needing reminders of who's who and what what and what happened well, when. Well, look, we've got a split. We, we split the room there. Barbara, against Maureen, very pro. I very much enjoyed it. I could handle the exposition, Barbara. I could handle it just because it was a very exciting episode. And at one point I did think one of the main characters was going to die. Um, yeah. But anyway, we won't. Spoiler alert. Let's not do any more than that. I watched the third series of a show called Keeping Faith. Anyone has watched that? Do you know that's the Welsh series? It's on BBC iPlayer. You can binge all three series now if you want to. The first series in particular is absolutely outstanding. The main character who is played by, Google it. Is it Eve Best? I don't have watched it. Yes, it is. How did you know that? Because I know my actors and actresses, darling. Oh, well <laughs> done, Maureen. It is. It, she's flipping awesome in it. Um, the first series is fantastic. She's really watchable. It is, by the third series, enters into soap opera-ville. So it loses a little bit of edge for me. But it is balanced out by the presence of a formidable uh, Celia Imry who is outstanding in the third series. Oh, my God. She plays a baddie in it. And is she bad? Oh, she's brilliant. And I've always loved Celia Imri, but this has, been, this has confirms everything I already know, that she is one of the best actors we have in this country, and I adore her. Celia, if you're listening, we love you here at WTB. If you'd like to sponsor us, um, that's absolutely fine. All it requires for you to do one voiceover saying that, you think I'm brilliant. Okay, that's it. That's all we want. I don't think that's too much to ask. What do you think, Barbara? I know I think she's smashing. She is great, isn't she? Yeah, gorgeous. And what, and what have I... I've not been watching a lot, but I believe that Mary Berry has got... <laughs> she's got another... Pro who would have thought at her age? She's got a programme where she goes into people's houses who've got a lot of houseplants. 
and I saw her on the one show and this woman, her house, she must have had 800 house plants. The majority of them were spider plants. I, I, I'm sorry, I, I don't know. What is this show? It does sound unbelievable that the show is Mary Berry goes into people's houses that have spider plants. What do they do once they... Mary goes round and looks at them. What <laughs> <laughs> happens? Okay. And you see a lot of that back of their head and you admire a hairdresser. <laughs> You know, she's she's bending over a busy Lizzie or something like that. Anything. Can Mary's hair from the back? It's lovely. Well, it's I mean. It's a good programme, that is. A lot of people will be Googling that now and going, forget line of duty. Where's this Mary Berry doing this houseplant thing? Do you know what I think the most interesting part of that is? You were watching the one show. That's right. You watch it a lot? Of course I watch the one show. It's like Blue Peter for adults. Don't you watch it, Maureen? You should love. No. Why, love? Looks like Maureen knows something about it. Has it been cancelled in people's culture? What is it that's matter with the one show? <laughs> <laughs> Maureen's very anti the one show. This is uh, news to me. I know. I just was just surprised. That's all. It's a bit anodyne, isn't it? What do you mean? Pardon. <laughs> I love it. What? You've done all your wash. You've cooked your tea. You've washed up. You sit down. I love that girl, that Welsh girl. What's her name? Google her. Google her. Do you remember when Adrian Childs used to be on that show? Don't get me on Adrian, because I adore, I adore Adrian Childs. And I'll tell you what, because I know that you like that programme, don't you? Back with his wife at Radio 4. Jane Garvey, Woman's Hour. Well, she's off Woman's Hour now, isn't she? And she's doing this thing where she's talking. Oh, yes. Yeah, life stories. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know what's picking going on. I'm in touch with stuff. <laughs> That's why you're on the podcast. You've got your finger on the pulse. I absolutely pick it up. It's a very slow pulse, but it's it's there, isn't it? It's just now and then. It's strong and slow, like a very long, healthy relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Bang. Wait about another five years. Bang. That's perfect. <laughs> anyway, thanks, Barbara. Alison, what about you? You horror moving it? What have you been doing? Yeah, horror moving. So I don't watch a lot of normal television. I love horror movies, Barbara. This is my thing. I like scary movies. I do. So the one I want to recommend this week, because we were talking about uh, long, healthy relationships. Well, the movie I want to recommend this week kind of uh, is based a little bit around it. But uh, I would like to recommend a horror movie called The Conjuring. It is an excellent film, yes, based on Ed and Lorraine, paranormal investigators and a married couple uh, who work to help a family terrorized by a dark presence in their farmhouse. Now, one of the greatest movies, and what I really enjoyed about it was seeing how a married couple also deal with battling demons, guys. I think you can learn a lot by that in your life, right? It was... Uh, so that's why I chose the horror movie. I think it goes along with problems. It's a fascinating film. You, there's not gore. Uh, I don't think there's anything too terrorizing in it. I think a teenage child could even easily watch The Conjuring, everyone. I'm giving it that stamp. Loved it. Is it scary 18 or is it a sort of 15 with 15 plus, which means you can watch it, but you need someone to hold your hand? I think... There's not a lot of blood and gore. They're like a proper lovely, they're classy paranormal investigators. It's based a little bit back. This is before all the trash came out, guys. This is when it was a polite couple showing up at your house, having a cup of tea. Let's talk about the demon. Can I have some more sugar? Ah, Doris Stokes time. Do you know Doris Stokes, Alison? She was well known for that. Going around people's houses, yeah, paranormal, having a cup of tea. Wasn't that the actress from Off the Buses? No, no, no. You're thinking of somebody else. <laughs> this is Doris. Google her. Google her now, Jen, please. Doris Stokes. Doris Stokes is a British author, a spiritualist and self-proclaimed medium. Thank you. I don't think she'd like the bit where it says self-proclaimed. <laughs> Listen, if you start mentioning Doris Stokes, I'm telling you, you'll get quite a lot of followers. She's well thought of. Hey, shall I give you a couple of her books? The Voice is in my ear. Uh, that's good. I've got tinnitus, so I can relate to that. Voices, she's kept a, I don't know if you can see there's a theme there, uh, and also a host of voices. So there's lots of different voices that she's listening to. She's never listening to just the same voice. A host of voices, voices, innocent voices, joyful voices, and voices of love. There's a lot to get to get through. She knew what people wanted from her, Doris. You know what I mean? Keep, keep giving it back what they want. <laughs> 
now it's going to be Maureen's Cultural uh-huh. Corner. I haven't started it, Maureen. Hello. I'm, I'm going to start that again. <laughs> now, Barbara, what we like to do is we like to go over to a corner that is often cultured. It's Maureen's Cultural Corner. Barbara, I think you might like this one. So uh, it's, this is a TV series called Discovering Film. It's on Sky Arts. We can also see it on Freeview. And it's a very series and it's movie experts celebrating the lives and work of some of the most iconic Hollywood stars. So you've got like Clark Gable and Lana Turner and Gregory. Uh, I haven't seen one by Gregory Peck, actually. James Stewart, um, Paul Newman to modern day um, like Al Pacino, Jodie Foster, and also kind of for ones that were big stars at the time, but it seem forgotten now, Claude, like Claude Colbert, I watched today. And it's, a, it's a, like an hour long, it, it isn't too deep, but you kind of, uh, it makes me realise there's a lot of films I haven't seen. I think I'm a great, I've seen loads of films, and I'm like, oh, I haven't seen half of these. And you find out some facts, like a lot of the facts I know, but there's quite a lot of facts I didn't, like Errol Flynn died at the age of 50 by himself on the floor while people in the next room kind of go that's a sad end isn't it um so it's, it's quite inter- you know what it's it's kind of like bubblegum tv i kind of enjoy watching it with my dinner and you just and you watch a load of old clips of movies and stuff I saw jack lemon yesterday i mean who 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 doesn't love jack lemon so it's a uh, quite a nice way of spending an hour if you want to watch it and it's called discovering film what, do you, what who's your favorite old old time movie stars Barbara? I like all them. I really like uh, the woman, um, Bette Davis. Have you ever seen The Four Faces of Eve? Yeah, they did one on Bette Davis as well. Wow, she's smashing it, doing all dark female characters, you know. But Bette Davis, um, she, you know, she also fought against the systems. It's actually Betty Davis. She doesn't like to be called Bette. That's it. Oh, Betty, sorry. Because yeah. we've mentioned Doris. Doris is probably now saying, do you want me to have a word? Well, this is what I'm thinking about voices again. Betty would be going, excuse me. And I tell you, there's a really lovely one about Paul Newman, who was obviously gorgeous, but also they think he's he gave away more money to charity than any other celebrity ever. I mean, he was just such, seems to be a very lovely man as well. He's created that pasta sauce so that all the profits could go to charity. Very nice, lad. So he didn't just have gorgeous eyes. He was stunning. I've never bought that sauce. I've never fancied it, have you? No, neither have I. <laughs> Listen, is Lloyd Grossman doing it? Paul, if you're out there, I love your Italian. I mean, you'd have to get through, to, you'd have to speak to Doris to get... She'll be the conduit. <laughs> Doris. She's calling it Hollywood Voices, actually. That's what she's calling it. <laughs> <laughs> We'd need to get someone... To speak to Doris, to be fair, oh, okay. because obviously Doris hasn't been around for a good 30 years. But we'd get what we'd do is we'd get someone to speak to Doris and then Doris could then... Co- it's quite a complicated route to get to Paul Newman, isn't it? It is. Maybe He's worth very it. nice. Who do you like, Alison? Catherine Hepburn? Didn't we all? Sure, Catherine Hepburn. I mean, I went through a Marilyn Monroe phase. That's yeah. seven-year itch and, like, you know, I was... Some like a hot. Yeah, bus stop. Oh. Best comedies ever. My dad used to tell me when they went to see it, you'd call it bust top. Get it? Because it's Marilyn. Oh, your dad sounds a good laugh. <laughs> yeah, and Audrey Hepburn, you mentioned earlier on, Jen. I loved her style. I've started to adapt her style. As you get older, she always has a scarf on Audrey. High up. Or a polar neck. I'm telling you, for the older lady, do an Audrey Hepburn. Cover up, kids. Cover up. Listen, let's not get into it, Barbara. I'm always wanging on about that. I'll be in a roll neck very soon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm two years away from a roll neck. Or turtleneck. Barbara, Jen's convinced she's got a wattle that only she can see. No, you're absolutely... just pulling her skin. Oh, it's God. like, you've got to pull I'm it. I'm not pulling it. <laughs> Two years away from a roll neck. Everybody's doing neck exercises now. And if you're at home, wherever you are, just have a little go through now, because just have a little roll round. I did. I started doing the neck exercises. I was like, what can you do to get rid of a wattle? So I've looked it up on the internet and it's like this. Kiss the ceiling. Oh. That's it. Kiss the ceiling. The next day, I felt like I was been in a car accident. I felt like I had whiplash. It was absolutely dreadful. At least it was working. I never feel anything. Do you know what? I think I'd rather have a wrinkly chin. Uh. <laughs> uh, who'd want to be a Kardashian? That just seems grim. Can we stand by that, everyone? <laughs> But now our final little chunk that we always like to do is um, we like to shift on over to Jen because we like to end on a um, note of agitation. Jen, what the hell is getting your goat this week? Recycling. Listen, I am up to here with recycling. I don't have a problem with recycling. I just want to make that very clear. But I have a problem with whoever the company is that's supposed to collect my recycling. They don't collect it. They don't collect it. 
It has to be. Here's the thing. You have to bring your recycling out. Okay, but if we put our recycling onto the pavement, it blocks the pavement, okay? So what we do is we leave the gate open and we put the recycling up to the gate. So it's like a difference of a, an inch. They will not collect it unless it's on the pavement. And I think that's unreasonable. And here's the other thing that annoys me about this. It's Brighton Council. Listen up, Brighton Council. You are rubbish, okay? They, we've got a green council. You'd think they'd be good at recycling. Not good. Apparently, if there is one piece of plastic, because they only recycle plastic bottles, they don't recycle anything else. Now, you know when you get a plastic container and it's like, oh, here are my mushrooms are in this container or my plums or something. They don't recycle that. But if one person includes that bit of recycling in with the recycling, do you know what they do with all of the recycling? They incinerate it. They don't even recycle it. So that means nine times out of every 10, when everybody else is doing due diligence with their recycling and some student goes, oh, fuck it, I'll shove that in there. Sorry, students, I am putting you all into one basket. But one irresponsible person, they incinerate all of the recycling. Can you believe that? That just blew my mind when we know everything that is happening. What? And also the other thing, we're not supposed to separate our recycling. So when they take the plastic, they're putting plastic and cardboard and everything all into one go. And I'm like, I've taken the trouble to like separate everything. And then you're just slinging it into one bin. I don't, I think they're just sticking it in a landfill. I don't trust them. This is my problem with recycling. I'm, I'm with you all the way. I'm with you all the way, love. I think recycling is the last thing we should be doing. We shouldn't be being given it in the first picking place. I agree. I agree. We're, everything we know about plastic in particular, and yet we still have plastic bags. I wrote to Asda. This is, I wrote a very strongly worded email. I said, listen, when we do click and collect, I've already said I'm taking my own bags. So when you put things in the refrigerators, why are they all in plastic bags? And then I have to take them out of the plastic bags. You're obviously not going to reuse those plastic bags because they've been used once. Don't put them in the plastic bags. I've said to you, I don't want plastic bags. You've asked me, tick this box if you want plastic bags. I've not ticked it. I don't want them. And yet there they are, plastic bags everywhere. We've all said we're not supposed to be using one-use plastic bags. Do you know what? They don't do it anymore. Have you done your own COVID test at home? That's all plastic. It's a little plastic thing you put up your nose. Have you done one? Anybody done one? I've done it. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. all pig in plastic. Little shitty little surface way. Little shitty little thing you put it in. Why the hell is this all pig in plastic? Why can't the thing that goes up your nose at least be washed? <laughs> Oh, you know what I mean? Well, I do know yes, what you mean. Yes. I know what you mean, Barbara. It's tricky. It's so tricky. I just think there are... We're going in the wrong direction, aren't we? That's what we've established. We bloody are. And this is a chance, isn't it, coming out of the pandemic? Not, not that we are, really. But anyway, coming out of the pandemic is a chance. We just want people buying stuff, don't they? Going to secondhand shops and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, go yeah, eat out to help out and shop, shop out to help out. Buy something while you're doing it. Yeah, that's right. And so that's that's the positive note we like to really. <laughs> it's true though, can't we not pick in that? Will there be any changes? Because you know, because all life Shing and Yang Fen and Shui start skin hutch, and there was some good things about being like you know in letdown, wasn't there? I don't even know if you did this, Barbara, but I think it was slip of tongue. You actually referred to it as the letdown. Well, I've got that off my uh, off my friend Vera. It's the letdown. Yeah, I love that. I love that. You were worrying if I was having a bit of a, a moment. So does Barbara know that she's being funny? Yes, I know that. Does she know? Does she? Does she... <laughs> Every now and again, we've got to check if the HRT's kicked in. Or... <laughs> it's a good phrase, the letdown. I had another phrase as well. Plough your own furrow. <laughs> Barbara, we've absolutely adored having you on this podcast. And I've loved being on Is it. Is there anything that you'd like to plug? Barbara, we're doing a gig together the 20th of May, remember? Birmingham. All right. Okay, well, we are sold out, but there may be some extra tickets. I am doing that with Maureen. And I, I tell you what I'm doing. I'm doing a very interesting walk around a garden. Uh, it's called Bromwich Hall Garden. It's the only 13th century uh, version of a 13th century garden that's still going. And the planting is really properly nice. I love you so much for plugging an activity. 8th of May. It's called Bromwich Hall Gardens. And it's absolutely beautiful. And we're going to be putting on the, our own show. So bring a hat. We're going to try and make our own version of Beggar's Opera. Ooh. 
John Gay. Because it was made Beggar's Opera in the guy. I don't know who looked, no. He wrote it. Oh, thanks, Maureen. She's good in cultural corner. She's great. <laughs> She's Her corner is constantly coming up, actually. Well, I would urge anyone and everyone to go and look you up and find and seek you out and watch you live because it's always the most joyful experience. It's electrifying. You are fantastic. It's life-affirming watching you. It is, absolutely. Every time I've gone to see a show with uh, of yours, Barbara, I've left feeling like I'm with a spring in my step. So Definitely. I just felt better about life. We love you. This is the end of the podcast. I've enjoyed it. You know, you always think, oh, do we have to do this? But actually, I've really enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> Barbara, I know I know that you were secretly hoping it was going to be cancelled. I do know that. I know. I'm always secretly hoping everything's going to be big and cancelled. But a message <laughs> to everybody out there. I know we don't always fancy doing something, but you always feel better when you do. <laughs> Wonderful, Barbara. Great. Tira. Bye-bye. Well, there's my doorbell going. That'd be an Amazon delivery. Bye-bye. women talking bollocks thanks so much for listening please do continue to like and subscribe on our Acast page wherever you get your podcasts if you enjoyed today's episode leave a wonderful message saying how much you enjoy our dulcet tones particularly mine and we're also on Patreon now so we're going to be sharing extra content and we'd love you to join us there join us <laughs> A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.